everyone. You're listening to The Scoop on CFRC 101.9 FM. I'm your host for today, Alexandra Fernandez. And with me in our virtual studio, I have Dr. Janin. She recently moved to Kingston in September 2020 after being awarded the Institute of International Education Artist Protection Fund Fellowship. And she is currently in residence at Queen's University at the Agnes Etherington Arts Center until August 2021. She also currently has an exhibition at the Window Art Gallery for the Kingston School of Art located at 647A Princess Street in Kingston. So without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Janin onto CFRC 101.9 FM. How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, my pleasure to have you on. So before we jump right into talking about your exhibition, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Um. Yes, thank you. Um, I am an artist, but I also have an have a PhD in art education, and I taught various art courses at university level. Uh, I'm here at Kingston with the Institute. Uh, you already mentioned, but uh, with the Institute of International Education Artist Protection Funds Fellowship. Currently, uh, Queen's University is my host inst- institution here and Agnes Etherington Art Center also. Um, I try to work on my art and get involved with the art community here. It is a little bit difficult because of the COVID and lockdown, but mm-hmm. it's hard time for everyone. So actually this situation has inspired me for my new ex- exhibition. So that's why I'm here. Awesome. So speaking of your new exhibition um, at the Kingston School of Art, it's called Wishing Trees. So can you tell us a little bit about the exhibition, uh, maybe the medium of the artwork, as well as um, where the inspiration came from? Um, Sure. Uh, Wishing Trees exhibition is about our hopes and wishes during these difficult times. Uh, I wanted to create something about COVID from a different perspective. So I created works about our hopes. Um, first, maybe I need to tell something about the origins of the wishing tree's name. Uh, I'm originally from Turkey and in Turkey, there is an ancient and pre-Islamic ritual that people still continue to do. They put their wishes and prayers on trees by tying some fabric pieces to the tree branches. Uh, at the end of the 2020, everyone was so hopeful about 2021. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to use these wishes and hopes on my canvas. So, so I combined these wishes with the ancient ritual and I created these works. Um, on some works, you can see some real wishes written on them. I had collected these wishes from my friends and family. Um, I usually like to use acrylic, but in these works, I used a lot of fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed working with fabric and I hope people like these works too. Mm -hmm. I've seen some pictures and it looks really beautiful. Yeah. Um, So where did your love and your passion for art come from? I know that you've obviously studied it for many years, but what kind of sort of started it off? Um, I always been an artistic person. Even when I was a little kid, I was putting my drawings to the walls and inviting (laughs) all the other kids in the neighborhood to our house to see my works. Um, By the time I realized that I want to do a career in art and I continued, um, painting has always been a part of my life. It's not only a job for me, it's a natural 
part of me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really lovely. Um, and when you're in the midst of creating a piece of art, what is your creative process like from start to finish? Um, I can say that creating is like a roller coaster for me. <laughs> while, while the roller coaster is going up slowly, I just enjoy the view and collect all the visuals and memories around me. And after reaching to the top, there comes the fun part. I show all these things I had collected on my canvas and I don't start to do a work and then finish it and then start another. I start to work on like four or five canvases at the same time and then finish them simultaneously. So there are times I seem like I don't do anything, but on these times I just collect new data for my works actually. Mm -hmm. That's a really interesting approach to it for sure. Um, And a question that just came to mind for me, you mentioned just now that um, you typically like to work with acrylic, um, but for your Wishing Trees exhibition, you used fabric. Can I ask why you decided to switch up the type of material you worked with this time? There are some acrylic works in in this exhibition, but uh, I use fabrics because, as I said, in this ritual, people tie fabrics to the trees mm-hmm. and for their praise prayers or for their wishes and i wanted to use the fabric for this reason actually they mm-hmm. all represent our hopes um, and i mm, wrote some messages and so, wrote some wishes on the fabrics and if you have a chance i Mm, I would like you to see the original works. You can see the, uh, read the wishes on the canvases. So I just like to work with fabric because mm-hmm. of the origin of the ritual. Right, makes sense, yeah. Um, and because of the COVID-19 pandemic, how has that affected you as an artist? Um, painting is a visual thing. I believe that you need to see it in person, to feel something about it. Uh, Everything is online now and I find it hard to reach the audience. Um, Maybe I am old fashioned, but I prefer to read something from a real book rather than reading it on screen because Mm -hmm. even the smell of the fresh book makes you feel something. Yeah. I hope everything goes back to normal and we can visit the galleries again to Mm -hmm. see the original works. Mm-hmm, me too, yes. Um, and because, like you said, this is a difficult time for artists because of the pandemic, um, how can people support local artists during this time? Of course, they can try to purchase some artworks, um, but it is, um, during this time, it's hard to reach out to people. And I think if they can share the art news and also writing something positive online can help artists a lot. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, is there anything that you'd like to add before we end off? Uh, first, I want to thank you for this opportunity. And I want to thank you to Window Art Gallery and the Kingston School of Art uh, for their huge support for my exhibition. Uh, things are not easy during the pandemic, but they really work hard and I appreciate it. Even if you cannot visit the gallery in person, you can see my works online from the website. Can I give the website? Yes, please. 
www.vinnawartgalleykingston.com. Uh, uh, this is the address. You can see my works online. Amazing. Well, hopefully the fact that it is a physical gallery um, piece, it'll get people outside, especially with the nicer weather coming up this um, in the later end of the month. People can go check it out for sure. Yes, I installed my works today. So even if, even if they can't get into the gallery, they can see it from the outside. Yes. There, right now. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, um, Dr. Janin, for talking with us about your arts career and your exhibition. Um, like I said, um, if folks, if you would like to see the exhibition, you can visit the Window Art Gallery at the Kingston School of Art at 647A Princess Street and support an amazing artist. So thank you so much, Dr. Janin. Thank you for inviting. Have a great day. We're back and you're listening to The Scoop on CFRC 101.9 FM. I'm Alexandra Fernandez and I hope that you are having a lovely Monday so far. The weather is so beautiful. It feels like summer and I am absolutely stoked. Um, the city is pleased to announce presenting sponsors for two of its most popular webcams. Kojiko is the presenting sponsor of the Springer Market Square webcam and Dawson Dental is the presenting sponsor of the Confederation Basin webcam. Benefits throughout the three-year term of their sponsorship include signage, digital, and presenting recognition. We know that people tune into these webcams to virtually visit the heart of Kingston to see who is at the market or the rink or performances at Confederation Park, says J.C. Kenny, Director, Communications and Customer Experience of the City of Kingston. These webcams offer great visibility and value to our sponsors and allow the city to realize some revenue based on these assets. The city's website, cityofkingston.ca, had more than 6.6 million visitors and 4.9 million sessions in 2019. The Springer Market Square webcam alone had more than 229,000 views in 2020, with the average visitor spending more than four minutes viewing the stream. So this is really great, and we highly recommend you folks to check it out when it's available. Last week on Thursday, May 13th, the Ontario government declared an extension of the stay-at-home emergency, um, the state of emergency and provincial stay-at-home order for an additional two weeks, which will remain in effect until at least Wednesday, June 2nd at 12.01 a.m. The provincial government is also extending the same restrictions, which includes restricting the use of some recreational amenities like golf courses, basketball courts, and soccer fields, prohibiting all indoor and outdoor gatherings for members outside of the same household except for persons living alone who may be able to join another household, shutting down non-essential construction, warehouses and manufacturing, tightening capacity of indoor events including those in places of worship, weddings and funerals, and limiting travel between provinces and seeking further international border restrictions. Some outdoor recreation amenities, including public trails and parks, remain open for safe enjoyment and exercise, but are restricted to members of the same household only. Any person who enters or uses an outdoor recreation amenity must maintain a two-meter physical distance from others. The COVID-19 vaccine clinic at the Invista Center remains open for booked appointments. Residents are reminded to park at the south end of the Invista Center and access the clinic through the south entrance. KFL and Day Public Health ask residents to not arrive more than 10 minutes before their appointments and to wait in their vehicles or wait outside and, of course, maintain two meters of physical distance from others. For more information about booking an appointment, you can visit KFL and Day Public Health website, which is just kflaph.com. 
Folda is back and for those of you who don't know Folda is Canada's festival of live digital art and it is back for its fourth year with a lineup of live digital performances curated and created specifically for online audiences. From June 9th to the 13th patrons from all four corners of the globe will be able to take in seven unique and innovative works that push the technical and intimate boundaries of live digital theater. Co-curated by Adrian Wong, Sarah Garten Stanley and Michael Wheeler, this year's Folda is, in the words of Wong, a love letter to our collective experience and the creativity that has come out of it as a result. Each show has varied capacity ranging from intimate 10-person audiences to unlimited attendance. Individual tickets, which are $20, and festival passes can be purchased online at folda.ca, which is F-O-L-D-A dot C-A, starting May 13th, 2021, so tickets are already available. The full lineup and artist biographies can be found at the same website, F-O-L-D-A lda.ca. The artists presented at Folda 21 are not only exploring what it means to have so many of our human interactions mediated by technology, but they have also created works that explore the poetic and metaphorical meanings of technology itself. In the same way that site-specific artists work, the artists at Folda have cast the technology as a character in their shows. Audiences can expect stories and experiences that transcend the technology and connect us to elemental things that make us human says Adrian Wong. Described as surreally beautiful by the New York Times, Zoom Motel by Thaddeus Phillips is a live cinematic theater play that invites you into the mysterious and playful Zoom Motel, an interactive and immersive theatrical event created for the here and now. Phillips brings his signature dazzling stagecraft directly into your home in collaboration with the designer and artist Stephen DeFala. Visual projections and music anchor Leslie Ting's speculation takes the audience on a journey to witness Ting's mother's loss of vision through to her eventual passing. The production, originally produced by the theater Pass Marai, brings the artist's unique family experience and her life as a former optometrist and now a professional violinist into our living rooms. A dreamlike interweaving of monologue, musical, and visual poetry tell this mother-daughter story of loss and listening. As part of this beautiful work, experimental filmmakers Eleanor Svobda and Zachary Finkelstein explore visual memory. Frequences by Arian Collier with Francesca Iguisasi and Stuart Legere is the kind of show that audiences of live digital performance have been waiting for. This mixed reality performance blends music, math, the cosmos, and grief, and offers the audience a chance to find their heartbeat. Direct from the Halifax-based company Heist comes this technically adventurous experience that allows the viewer the chance to sit back in wonder. Cabin Fever, produced by Esmeralda Ruiz Company and presented in association with the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts, is a work in progress of a worldwide digital mass choral artwork taking place over 24 hours, performed by 5,000 plus singers in over 100 countries spanning 24 time zones. This truly remarkable performance experiment based in the United Kingdom continues Folda's commitment to nurturing works and development, inviting audiences into the development process and to contribute to the exploration of the work. The 
The Fulda Digital Innovation Residency is an opportunity for an established professional artist to experiment with an idea or concept that involves adding a new digital technology to their practice. Over the course of a week, early research and creation is supported in exploratory rehearsals and investigation. Tanya Marquette first explored Some Must Watch While Some Must Sleep as part of the 2020 residency and the piece returns this year in a dynamic format that builds dreamlike relationships with 10 lucky audience members over the course of 14 days. Folda is excited to announce that this year's Digital Innovation Residency will support the work of Bo Dixon, a multi-talented actor, composer, and musical director who is working with choreographer Linda Garneau to explore how a movement-focused narrative can be contained within a live stream performance. Folda is thankful for the support of the Canada Council for the Arts, Department of Canadian Heritage, Embassy of Spain, Ontario Arts Council, City of Kingston Arts Fund, Dan School of Drama and Music, the Department of Film and Media at Queen's University, the Isabel Bader Centre for the Performing Arts, and the Banff Centre for Arts and Creativity. Folda is looking forward to being back in person at the Isabel Bader Centre for the Performing Arts in Kingston, Ontario for Folda number 5 in 2022. But until then, you can of course check out Folda virtually online by going to folda.ca that's just f-o-l-d-a dot c-a and you can support some amazing artwork and performances if you are working outdoors, Utilities Kingston and Electrical Safety Authority remind homeowners to avoid deadly distractions. From pruning overgrown trees to cleaning eaves truss, spring brings the renewal of outdoor DIY projects. Outdoor work can be fun, as we all know, but it can also present itself with potential dangers. This week is Powerline Safety Week and Utilities Kingston is partnering with the Electrical Safety Authority and urging Kingston homeowners to avoid distractions by practicing three critical steps. Stop Stop, look, and live. During the COVID-19 pandemic, more people have the flexibility to pursue outdoor improvement projects, and this comes with increased risk. It is as important as ever for people to remain vigilant and exercise caution when working near power lines. Remembering to stay three meters away from overhead power lines could save your life. Whether you're landscaping, taking down Christmas lights, or breaking ground on a new deck, stay aware of your surroundings, says Karen Santucci, manager of service and gas operations at Utilities Kingston. One single distraction, no matter how momentary, could cause a life-threatening injury or fatality. Even if you don't come into direct contact with the power line, you could still receive a shock. Electricity can jump from lines to nearby objects, warns Dr. Joel Moody, ESA's Chief Public Safety Officer. He continues to say that that's why everyone should stay safe and aware around power lines and why we're reminding people to stop, look, and live. Look up for power lines. Before you start yard work or outdoor home maintenance, look up for power lines, including the service line that may run overhead from a hydro pole to the electricity stack on your home. Be especially aware of power lines that may be hidden by trees. Stay back three meters. You don't have to touch a power line to get a deadly shock. Electricity can jump or arc to you or your tools if you get too close. Have someone watch to make sure you stay at least three meters back from power lines. Carry ladders sideways. Never carry ladders upright as they may come in contact or close to power lines. Check for overhead lines before standing a ladder up. Stay away from dangerous areas. Keep away from electrical transmission and distribution lines and never climb utility poles or towers. If a toy ends up inside a transformer station, call the utility provider and don't try to retrieve it yourself. 
Call or click before you dig. Some underground cables or lines are just below the surface. Before starting your project, request a free locate by contacting Ontario OneCall online, or you can call them at 1-800-400-2255. Plant trees away from overhead power lines. If trees have already grown into the power lines, contact your local utility or a utility arborist. Do not prune trees around power lines yourself. Watch for downed power lines. If you see one, stay back about the length of a school bus, which is about 10 meters. Call 911 and your local utility provider immediately. Talk to your kids about power line safety as well. Help children find safe places to play away from utility poles, power lines, and substations. Remind children never to climb trees near power lines. Make sure they look closely since leaves and branches can hide the wires. The green boxes on lawns or in parks are also off limits. Kingston is served by three electricity providers. Know who provides your electricity so you can make the right call in an emergency. There's Utilities Kingston customers, Hydro One customers, and Eastern Ontario Power customers. For more information about power line safety, including tailored tips for homeowners, construction workers, and non-utility arborists, visit esasafe.com safety and utilitieskingston.com. The City of Kingston and its partners, Tourism Kingston and the Downtown Kingston Business Improvement Area, are pleased to announce the official launch of Love Kingston Marketplace 2021 this spring. The three partners, along with local businesses and the public, have reimagined parts of Downtown Kingston to help respond to the impacts of COVID-19 on residents, businesses, culture, tourism, and the local economy. This effort is all about supporting our hard-hit businesses and restaurants through the pandemic by creating more outdoor space for them to operate and by providing a safe and enhanced destination for residents and visitors to enjoy during this time of physical distancing, says Mayor Brian Patterson. LKM 2021 will make it easier for the public to support local businesses and shop safely in Kingston and at the same time offer a series of outdoor activities and programs for everyone to enjoy. All initiatives will respect the required and up-to-date health and safety measures established by KFL and Day Public Health. You can learn more about the programming and register for specific events as they become available by going to cityofkingston.ca slash marketplace. The expanded pedestrian spaces will improve access to all the downtown that has to offer, including dining, shopping, moving, playing, and engaging outdoors while making it easier for people to maintain physical distancing requirements. Subject to COVID-19 restrictions and precautions, the City, Tourism Kingston, and Downtown Kingston invite the public to enjoy LKM 2021 through November, which includes many initiatives. In Springer Market Square, there will be additional outdoor dining and seating, live musical performances, a kids' corner, indigenous programming, movement in the market, a night market, and licensed areas during designated dates and times. And on downtown streets, there will be a paved paradise art exhibit on Brock Street near Ontario, expanded patios and retail space, and temporary road closures to accommodate special programming. Beyond Downtown, an arts walk, which is a self-guided walking tour to highlight Kingston's public art, will be along the waterfront from Douglas Fleur Park to Lake Ontario Park, as well as downtown. But that's a really great way to support local, support local artists, support local businesses and restaurants and stuff. So thank you so much, folks, for tuning into The Scoop and just tuning into CFRC 101.9 FM. I hope that you are having a lovely day so far and that you are enjoying the weather. Enjoy it while you can and while it lasts. And don't go anywhere because we have this dressed in coming up next.
You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM, and this is your weekly traffic report from May 14th to May 21st, brought to you by CFRC and the City of Kingston. Some traffic and pedestrian impacts this week for you folks. There are a few closures on Albert Street from Union to Queen's Crescent. It will be closed from Monday, May 17th until Friday, May 21st for installation of electrical and communication duct banks. On Colburn Street, there'll be a closure from Division to Chatham and it will be closed until 7 p.m. on July 30th for construction staging. Garrett Street near Division will be closed until June 30th for construction staging. Local traffic may access Garrett Street from University Avenue. Johnson Street will be closed from Napier to Toronto from May 17th to July 9th for water and sewer reconstruction by a contractor on behalf of Utilities Kingston. Kingston Mills Road will be closed from Dalen to Station, which is Kingston Mills Swing Bridge, closed 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Monday, May 17th for bridge maintenance by Parks Canada. McDonnell Street will be closed from Brock to Earl from May 17th to May 24th for replacement of underground utilities. And McDonnell Street will also be closed from Brock to Johnson until June 4th from May 17th for water and sewage reconstruction by a contractor on behalf of Utilities Kingston. Ontario Street, Brock to Clarence will be closed 8 p.m. to 11.59 p.m. on Tuesday, May 18th. And also on Ontario Street from William to Princess, it will be closed beginning May 17th to allow a contractor to clean and inspect the sanitary sewer as part of the Trunk Sewer Rehabilitation Project. The side streets listed will also be impacted with with traffic disruptions, lane restrictions, and parking space closures from Ontario to King, and this includes William Street, Johnson Street, Clarence Street, Brock Street, and Princess Street. Portsmouth Avenue from Hampstead Heath to Princess and from Princess to Howard Crescent, also on Portsmouth, will be closed to north and southbound traffic until May 31st. Detour routes will be in place, and this is to accommodate sewer installation and improvements. There will also be some delays this week on Bath Road from Canaterra to McEwen. You can expect delays from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. from May 17th to May 21st, while crews mill and pave the roadway. At Centennial, also on Bath Road, you can expect delays from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. May 17th to the 21st for the same reasons. On Calvin Park, Grenville Park, Hillendale, Polson Park, and Strathcona Park, you can expect local traffic disruptions and minor detours into the summer as a contractor prepares to line sewer mains on behalf of Utilities Kingston. Please follow signage and yield to oncoming traffic as required. On Grenadier Drive at Winfield Crescent, you can expect delays to allow construction of the Kingston East Community Centre site. Flaggers will direct traffic. On Highway 15 at Gore Road, work is scheduled 7am to 5.30pm daily this week. You can expect minor delays to lane reductions to accommodate road and active transportation infrastructure improvements. Lane reductions will take place outside of rush hour if possible. And also a Highway 15 from Washburn Road to Sunbury Road, you can expect single lane reductions until November to accommodate the Rideau Canal Backwater Culvert Project. On Highway 33, east of Collins Creek Bridge to west of Coronation Boulevard, you can expect delays due to construction to improve drainage. On Jackson Mills Road near the KNP Trail, it will be reduced to one lane for roadside safety improvements, but it does remain open in both directions. On John Connor Boulevard from Princess to Indian, you can expect delays until the summer of 2021 while crews complete work associated with the road widening project, turtle fencing, as well as water mains. 
On King Street West from Beverly to Center Street to the south side, you can expect lane restrictions from 9am to noon on Monday, May 17th as a contractor working for Utilities Kingston and Kingston Hydro works to replace a maintenance hole. And also on King Street West from Collingwood to Lower University, you can expect delays over the next few weeks as Utilities Kingston crews replace hydro poles in the area. On Montreal Street from Joseph to Rideau, one lane will be closed from 7am to 4pm on May 16th while Utilities Kingston crews install a new gas service. On Portsmouth Avenue from Glengarry to Princess, you can expect delays until the end of May as a contractor working on behalf of Utilities Kingston installs a new sanitary sewer and upgrades water mains. On Princess Street from Bagot to Wellington, you can expect the South Lane to be closed 7am May 18th to 5pm on June 4th to accommodate work to a roof. Princess Street at Creekside Valley, you can expect delays from 9am to 7pm May 17th to 19th. The road will reopen after 7pm each night. Also on Princess Street at Portsmouth until the end of May, Princess will be down to a single lane at Portsmouth in both directions. All turns will be restricted and linear traffic flow through the intersection will be maintained. And at Princess Street at Wellington until the end of May, you can expect brief lane restrictions as Utilities Kingston works to remove and install equipment in an underground vault at the northwest corner of Princess and Wellington. On Taylor Kid Boulevard from Princess to Collins Bay, you can expect delays from 9am to 3pm from May 17th to the 21st while crews seal cracks on the road. And also on Taylor Kid from Gardeners to Old Colony, you can expect delays 9am to 3pm, same days May 17th to the 21st while crews mill and pave the roadway. That's your weekly traffic report. If you have more news, to share, you can email us at news at CFRC and go to cfrc.ca slash news for more news updates. Thank you, folks. This was brought to you by CFRC 101.9 FM and the City of Kingston. Thank you for listening to The Scoop, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.